5AA Sports Shows, where are they now? Past legends, past glories. Thanks to Walco. Get yourself a Walco blankie for your pool this summer. Save water, evaporation and money. This man, well, I'll tell you what, he played 179 games over 12 years. He played with both the Port Adelaide Football Club and the West Adelaide Football Club. His name is Kevin Beswick. G'day, Bezzy. How are you, mate? G'day, Timmy. How are you, mate? Oh, it's exciting, exciting to talk to you, my friend. I want to go right back to the beginning. Where did you play your junior footy? Junior footy, I, I started at well, Semaphore Park when I was nine years old in the under-15s and then went uh, when I was 14 to Exeter as we, we'd lived down that end. And then uh, I think I was 15 when I started playing uh, Port Colts. There you and go. And third, second in the league. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, well I, I knew, I thought I heard the rumour you were a Semaphore Park boy because so was I. So the, the old egg and right? sauce, mate. That. Yeah, that's where right, I started. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hang on, I don't think you were old enough to go back that far, Timmy. Well, well, we were red and yellow semaphore park. Oh, yeah. They were. They had the, uh, the, uh, the orange sash, mate. Cor- yeah, correct. Egg and sauce. Egg and sauce. So, uh, and then you got, obviously, to Port Adelaide, and you went through all the grades. So in that era, that was sort of uh, late 60s, and there were some good teams, obviously, and great players staying around there. When you made your debut in 1970, what sort of names did you walk into in, into your first game? Oh, mate, we... Not only the guys you played with, but against, they were, mm. you know, just some sensational football. I guess every era has them, but um, I, I think we were pretty blessed to be playing back then. But, you know, blokes like Russell Ebert, um, Brucey Light, I, I think I played alongside Ronnie Alloway as back yeah. pocket with Dennis Airy and Johnny Cale um, and Daryl Cale, Brian Cunningham. You know, it was uh, mm. there's some wonderful players. And then, you know, playing against the likes of Rick Davies, Paul Bagshaw, uh, Cornsey, um, gee, the list goes on and on. Uh, they were, you know, all household names back in the day. And my, my memories of you, just and it was the seventies, and I had five older brothers who, a couple of them had very similar hairdos to you, mate. The long black hair, <laughs> right down to the shorts, mate. Wasn't mate, it? I haven't got any now. <laughs> <laughs> Bluey, blew away, yeah, blew away. But yeah, mate, you. Were, it was one of your. What would you say? It was it was a. Um, uh, you could look and go. That's busy there, right there with the hair. Yes, mate, yeah, yeah. I think it was the, the influence of the Beatles on us all, mate, back then. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I tell us... Yeah, I looked at yeah. you know, Russell Eben, uh, you know, Russell had it down to his shoulders as well, you know, yeah. it's sort of hard to remember him. Yeah. You know, we look like uh, girls running around now when you look back. <laughs> oh, then you got off and you put the safari suit on with the billboards. Yeah. <laughs> 19- yeah, that's it. 1970 to 73, you played 66 games. Port lost two... Grand finals to North, 71 yep. and 72. Um, tell us about that era, those four years. Pete, you, Mate, you kept were, your memories. They were fantastic years. I, I, I loved every minute of I was, uh, was born a Port boy and thought I'd uh, play my whole career with Port Adelaide. Never, ever dreamed I'd leave them. Um, and the two grand finals, they were you know, pretty devastating at the time. Mm. Um, North had a, had a very good side. You know, um, and Robin, as I remember, played two fantastic games in both grand finals. He was a marvellous player. But, um, so, you know, I, I guess it was uh, uh, quite a surprise, really, when uh, when I had to stand out in 74 for a clearance, you know, when we, uh, Bob and I had a disagreement. Yeah, well, let's let's go through that, because not many people leave Port. You did, because Foss went to West Adelaide. Tell us about 74. How did it get uh, well, to that? Well, actually, it wasn't because of Foss, but okay. the reason I went to Westies was because of Foss. Um 
back in uh, 73, I think it was, there were a couple of lads abroad over from uh, the VFL and they couldn't make our league side and they're getting $80 to play seconds. And I'd had a, you know, a couple of good years and so I went and saw Big Bob and said, uh, you know, like, we only get $16 a game. And I said, these guys are getting 80 He said, yeah, that's right. There's, what, what can I do for you? <laughs> I'd like $80. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't seem fair. He said, you're a local boy. We don't have to pay you anything. You're lucky to get that. Gee, and, uh, and that's how the conversation pretty well went. And uh, I sort of, I guess, dug my heels. And in those days, you didn't have managers helping you. No. And it became personal. And it was more just a principal thing, really. Um, but standing out when you're you know, out of a full year of footy when you're 22 was with no injuries was uh, was a tough year. Yeah. Looking back at that now, would have you handled it any better or differently? Um, I don't know. Were you yeah, prepared yes, with I, the negotiation? I, I think yeah. I would, in fairness. I I think, um, you know, I bit too hard, uh, you know, as far as snapping back at Bob. Um, yeah, I think I'd have, I'd have used a much more softer approach. I, I think I'd still would have fronted him on it because mm. I, I believe it was wrong. In fact, uh, you know, I think they lost you know, Ray Hayes, Trevor Grimwood, Michael Tate, Neville Tealy. About eight came across, yeah. all in that same era, all local yeah. boys. And I think then they thought, gee, we'd, we'd better start looking after some of these lads. We're losing them. So it may have helped some of those that did stay. Probably only cost me five or six premierships, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Think you're, yeah, you were a little unlucky there, Bessie, no doubt about that. So when you got yeah, to Westies... But I have to say, you know, we had a great time at Westies. And, yeah, we took them from bottom up to uh, preliminary, I think it was the best we got. Yeah. Um, but the side that we were building ended up going top in 83. I thought they'd go top in about 80, 81. Um, you know, there were some real talented kids that had come through through that period. Yeah, tell us about that year you finished in the prelim. I think it was seventy seven. You you guys, like you said, you'd had you'd, I think they finished bottom in seventy four and then it was just yeah. this slow build up to this prelim and you, you guys must have been building something really, really good there. And a lot of young fellas coming through. We got one working with us here in, in Roger Luders who came uh, I think the year after. Yeah, Roger was part of that development that were coming through and uh yeah, you know, Roger went up to kick over 100 goals, played in the Premiership, and a terrific lad, but don't let him hear I say this. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ripper. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we, we, as I said, we, you could see the talent was there. It was coming along, and um, I think when Foss first went to Westies, it was quite a culture shock for him to have this guy that was uh, so demanding and tough and set standards that weren't at the club. And, uh, and I think that gradually built over that period, and... Um, I, you know, I think in the, the preliminary, the week before the, in the second semi, I think we lost four or five players. I know I, I strained a knee and missed the preliminary final. We had, you know, about four or five out. We, we were confident we could win that. And mm. um, would have been, would have been interesting grand final, but it yeah. uh, wasn't meant to be. Jimmy, think of Foss. We only think of him as a port man. He moved to Westies. You followed him. What's your recollection as to why he left and moved? Uh, well, I think initially he started at Westies as a player. And recruited to Port yeah. as uh, captain coach, and um, I think I think in fairness, um, you know the 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 time had come with uh, Port are very demanding and expecting to win premierships, and we hadn't won one for a few years. And I think you know the board probably decided it was time for a change. Um, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't really know. I'm only guessing at that, but uh, he was a fabulous coach. I, I really, uh, I think he was not understood by the media and. Uh, they think he was just a crash and bash coach, but there was he was far more than that. He was he was great. Yeah, he, you hear a lot about did he did he get the best out of you, Kev? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's yeah, what you I, want I, from I the coach, isn't it? Yeah. There was something about him. Uh, he could be on the training track and you'd, all, you'd just feel the, the tempo drop and you'd look around and Foster had gone in. Uh, and then without even seeing him come back on the ground, there was a tension at training. That, yeah. That's the impact he sort of had. You know, yeah. he, he just lifted players. You know, yeah. and uh, he, he was—he he made no exceptions for anybody. It wouldn't matter if it was a, uh, a lowly Kevin Beswick or a great Russell Lee, but, you know, mm-hmm. there, were, there were expectations of you that he wouldn't, wouldn't bend on. Some of the players at West Adelaide, you mentioned some of the guys that came over with you, uh, like Bobby Boston, Ray Hayes, Trevor Grimwood, uh, Tatey. Um, you must have played with some great characters that were already at Westies and, and some of the names that uh, you played with. Just give us a, a bit of a rundown there. Well, you know, Bobby Loveday, of course, was yes. uh, captain when I came across and terrific bloke and very, very good footballer. Uh, Dexter was there at that time, yes. came, went back to port, so was Ian Verrier. Mm. Um, gee, oh, so many. Greg Summerton. Yeah. Um, uh, on the wing we had, uh, gee, Robbie Donaldson was a, a promising kid. Mm. Uh, Jeff Morris went on to win an All-Australian. Yes. Uh, Grimmie, as you said, won a McGarry medal. Yeah. Um, so there were some, some talented kids there, as, as there is in every club, I guess. But yeah. Uh, um, it was, was good to be part of the development because when we got there, well, they had no trainers, no club doctor. It was a, I thought, what have I walked into? Yeah. You know, it was, was pretty, pretty well destitute. And Toss turned that around in a pretty short time. Hey, yeah, uh, I was, I followed this, uh, Twitter page. It's uh, the Sample 1981 season, and I I can't believe uncannily I came across this Wolves skipper. Now remember, West Adelaide were known as the Wolves at one stage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they changed it from the Bloods to the Wolves. Correct. Yeah, yeah and going back to the Bloods. But Wolves skipper Kevin Beswick has modelled the protective helmet he will wear for his return to league ranks with West Adelaide this year. You suffered five fractures in a shocking on-field collision late last season. So I, I've got a picture of the actual um, helmet that you're wearing. And uh, she's pretty, in, in, well, what would you say, intricate. It's got well, a big bar a across look, your nose. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's your best look, Bessie, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear it serving drinks at the sale master. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, I think, an experimental thing. They were very conscious of protecting the left-hand side of, uh, of the temple where the, the fracture was on the left-hand cheekbone. And it, it actually left me with double vision, which I, I still have to this day, only on the peripheral. Straight yeah. ahead, I'm okay, and out to the right. But right. anything from the left, I can see too often. Uh, uh, so did that, did that probably we, we tried that curbed your end, career? Did it, Kev? Yeah, that was that was it. I, I, mm. I played the trials, and it was like wearing a blinker. Yeah, you, you, right. you just couldn't pick up anything around you. So the last trial game, I took it off, and uh, and I thought I'll have to play without it. And I thought, no, nah, you know, one more knock on it, and uh, you could be in serious strife. And so I thought it was time to call it a day. Wow. So with all the knowledge and CTE and all these things, Kev, um, the modern footballer now, we just had a player retire in Brayshaw, sadly. We had Sam Powell Pepper with the head knocks and all that. Fast forward to the modern game now, what do you see? What do you like or dislike? And, you know, are you worried now that you're getting to the twilight like us guys and think, well, shit, I had that many knocks to my head? Yeah, I think I got cussed cussed eight times during my career. Mm. Um, and that would explain a lot with my golfing mates. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, I don't know, mate. I, I guess we'd have to do, and you've got to accept the studies on it, and I, I would presume that um, there, the studies would uh, be showing that people that got a lot of head knocks uh, have, are suffering more than 
uh, with dementia or other forms of brain injury than those that didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the correlation is, whether there's a greater incidence of those type of brain diseases later in life or, or not. Um, but, I mean, you can't be knocking the fact that we need to protect the player in the head, and it's it's a lot better now than it was back in our day, mm-hmm. as, as you would know. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and I think that's better for the game. So long as we don't take out the accidental collision, I mean, these things happen in a split second. Mm. Um, even the Power Pepper one, there wasn't that much in it. Um, and I, I really get a little worried that we go overboard with it yes. uh, because it is a contact sport. I think I think the bump is now gone. We'll have to learn. Our players will just have to tackle. Um, but when two players are contesting a ball head on, I mean, there is every likelihood that someone's going to be a split second later in real time than, mm. than their opponent. Yeah, and I, so. I know as a coach, you wouldn't be happy if your player pulled out. Mm. Um, so you were going to have to use some tolerance, I mm. think, and some common sense in it mm. and accept that accidents will happen. So long as it's not a deliberate attack, I, I, I think that you know we, we need to be uh, mindful of that. Hey, Bessie, um your off-field career after after footy. Now, I remember sitting in pubs and, and they'd say, oh, Bezzy's the bingo card man. Now, the, everybody's played that bingo card where you rip it open and, you know, it's either mm. yellow, green, or depending on how much you win and you rip it open and hopefully you spell the word bingo. Can you tell were you a part of that? Because I just remember sitting in pubs and they go, there's Bezzy, he's the bingo card man. Yeah, that I was a big part of that back Back then, mate. That's uh, in fact that was my first business that I'd start. I started with five thousand dollars. That's all I had, and um, over a ten year, we ran it for ten years, and uh, it was a very successful business. But I, yeah. I'd got tired of it, right. and um, um, being in pubs every day, I, yeah. I decided to buy a hotel. <laughs> I sold the ticket business, and as luck would have it, about six months after I sold it, the TAB came in. Right. And Keno and all of those things, yeah. and think I think it's just died. So oh, it was, was was good luck, not good judgment. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kev, I've, I, enjoyed, I, I've enjoyed my time in, in the pubs. You yeah. Know? Well, I sometimes put my boat in at Northhaven. If I go and do some crabby, crabby, mm. I'll just dribble past the sailmaster, more up. You got to walk. Don't dribble past, Rowie. Come in. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, Kev. I, this is where I'm coming from. Have you, you've done it up recently because your food there now is just absolutely elite. Yeah, we we're very proud of the place, mate. We uh, David Boyd, an old port man, as yeah. you know, David's a great yeah. bloke, good mate. We, um, uh, although we didn't see eye to eye at the time of the clearance, but um, <laughs> uh, we we got together afterwards and we bought the Sailmaster thirty one years ago now. Oh wow. my goodness, that's and uh, I ran it with my wife for five, and then yeah. uh, we leased it out for twenty two years, and then six years ago. Uh, Chris and Sandy Vince, with uh, Sandy's Dave's daughter, mm. they took Dave's half, and together we uh, completely rebuilt the hotel. It was in a pretty sad state when we took it back, and, uh, and we're really proud of the way it's come oh, up. It's now, Chris gets out there and uh, spends four or five days in the uh, in the sports bar, and uh, and I get in the <laughs> in the main bar on Saturday, Sunday lunches, and making use of myself and pour a few drinks. Ah, brilliant, mate! Well, I, I, hope well to, I hope to see you again down there, mate. We'll uh, we'll have one together. It's been an I'd absolute pleasure, it, mate. mate. Look, look forward to that, Demi. And you too, Steve. Good man, yeah, mate. Good work, yeah. Love that, Kevin Beswick, Port Adelaide and West Adelaide champion, our guest, and all thanks to Walco. Preserve your summer of mucking about in the pool and get a Walco blanket. You'll save on water evaporation and money as well get your pool of walco blankie today enjoy the savings visit walco.com.au